Welcome to Evolve, reinventing leadership, building freedom cultures, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to providing leaders with solutions to build trust, inspire authentic transformation, and improve engagement. Learn about new and tested ways you can revitalize your culture, empower people, and transform your results. This is Yvette Bethel, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to the Evolve podcast. Evolve challenges traditional leadership topics, explores modern leadership models, providing ideas you can use to transform your culture. We focus on leadership through the lens of interconnectivity, flow, and balance, and we explore ideas that translate into practical applications for contemporary organizational challenges. In this episode of Evolve, we will explore courageous leadership. And to unwrap this topic with us is consultant and expert and coach, Sharon Deal. Sharon has a passion to transform lives, life, and leadership. She's a courageous leader that not only walks the talk, but has the ability to support leaders with becoming courageous. She believes courage is contagious and has a passion to scale courageous leadership in teams and organizations. Sharon believes that the key to courage is being anchored in who you are and leading from this place. This shifts everything about how leaders show up because courageous leadership leads to cultures of brave work, tough conversations, and whole hearts where the armoring up process is not necessary or rewarded. After 25 years as a leader and owner in the corporate environment, she is especially effective in working with entrepreneurs, executives, and their teams. She is the founder of the Who Am I Foundation, where she engages individuals and organizations through educating, facilitating, coaching, and training. Sharon is an EQ practitioner, facilitator, and assessor with, oh, I'm sorry, she's an assessor and conversational intelligence coach. Welcome, Sharon, to Evolve. Yvette, thank you so much. What a lovely welcome. <laughs> Beautiful to be in space with you. Uh, thank you for joining me. Now, uh, we've heard about your background just now. Just share with us a little bit more about your journey to understanding and becoming a courageous leader and, and help us to understand why this is, you're so passionate about it. You know, Yvette, my background in corporate was in the storage industry. And um, I think it was where my preparation for equipping and developing leaders really started. I started to see um, it doesn't matter what I learned, I would bring it back to the team and want to equip them and um, get them skilled up so that they could use it for their for their own purposes. And it was in 2009 when I hit a little bit of a, um, a turning point in my own life and I landed up in a coaching space. And at that stage, I had no idea what coaching was. But to be honest with you, it was the first time in my life I found a safe place. And when I walked in there, I um, was the typical 
arrogant, prideful, climbing the ladder, wanting to reach the top, wasn't quite um, concerned about how it was that I got there as long as I got there. So it lacked serious integrity. Um, mm -hmm. And when I came face with myself, I realized that that arrogance, that till yell cell sort of syndrome wasn't going to work for me. Uh, in fact, it was the one thing that stood in my path. And I realized that there was a lot of unlearning ahead for me. And that journey took me about two and a half years. And I think when I had completed that journey, um, I realized that it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring the transformation that I had seen in my life. I had tried many avenues and none of them were transformational. And um, that is what I do on a daily basis now is get into that space with individuals, with teams, with organizations, executives, create a safe space and journey with them, whatever that is, to their place of authenticity so they can live, love and lead from that place. Now, you and I have talked about this uh, who am I kind of uh, purposeful living and um, explain to our audience uh, exactly what is what is what does it look like to be a courageous leader, like and and how do they get there? What is that journey for them? Sure. What does a courageous leader look like? I think that it starts with authenticity. It's really knowing yourself exceptionally well. Um, being settled in all of who you are, which means that you need to be accepting of your strengths, know your weaknesses, and um, know what it is that you call to, what brings your heart to life, what it is that you want to engage with, where you add value. Um, the courageous side of it comes in with a character development. For me, if you don't know yourself and you're not aligned with yourself, there's no ways that you can step out, put boundaries in place, uh, be an effective leader by bringing others in, allowing them to be their best. Um, because when we're insecure and we don't know who we are, we tend to um, not really lead. We actually step into all of our biases that really, I think, let us down enormously as leaders. So for me, it's got a lot to do with character development, really settling all of who you are and, and knowing who you are so that you can step into masterful spaces. I'll say that once again, uh, it was a bit of a, a glitch. Then step into masterful spaces. Is that what you said? I did. Yes, I did. Okay. And by that, I mean that you would be able to have difficult conversations, you know, that you would um, not step into armoring up, which is what we do when we don't really know ourselves and we're not comfortable with who we are. We have a voice, we step out, we have the difficult conversations and we do that um, because it's the brave work that leaders do. Yeah. And, and leaders don't necessarily um, always work within organizations. Um, they work, you know, they exist everywhere. So with us, uh, with that background, share with us, uh, because I know you don't only work with organizations, uh, share with us uh, one or two examples of something courageous that your clients would have done as a result of you know, their engagement with you. Sure, uh, Yvette, I think it's, it's from um, 
believing in themselves, taking opportunities that they would usually hide from, uh, following through with projects that they never thought would come to fruition, um, really engaging and not, um, I think one story that comes to mind profoundly for me was a young lady who had gone into five different directions from doing um, nature reserve guiding to becoming a teacher to doing um, online sort of brain work in terms of the neuroscience um, that she had a passion for and not one of those aspects did she bring to completion and the one day I asked her if she believed that she was beautiful and if she believed that she is, was good enough what would have been the difference and she said I would have written those final exams knowing that I wasn't going to fail so she never engaged because of her fear of failure. And that seems like a very simple thing that, that, that one of the people I've worked with would do, but it was profound, absolutely mm -hmm. profound. And there are so many leaders that don't step into their purpose and destiny because they don't believe in themselves. Interesting. I, I always like to look at the shadow side of, of different types of leadership. From your experience, uh, what's the shadow of a courageous leadership? What do they need to look out for so that they don't uh, kind of overdo it? I think the first, um, there's, there's, there's a number of, of shadows that stand up in leaders. Um, I think the one is really knowing your shadow self and actually accepting it because it's not going away. It's something that requires validation within you. And I think it's part of what drives our shame. We try and hide those shadows, those things that really, really ignite us. And by means of example, it could be our need for validation, our need for control, our need for wealth, whatever that might be. And we try and hide behind it um, instead of speaking it out you know when i'm running my programs i will actually say to the people that are, that are on that group thank you for validating me because i know i have a need for validation and yeah. i do the things that i do because it actually brings me what i'm looking for and that's part of embracing our shadow self so we step into that space of actually bringing our best what what if uh the the need is justifiable like if, if they decide well I'm not going to speak out uh, because I could lose my job. It may not be wealth or anything. It's just survival. Yes. Like, uh, what would you say to that, to someone that, uh, you know, is not being courageous because they want to survive? You know, in toxic environments today, it's a really tough call because intuitively um, a lot of people want to actually be courageous and know that if they want to keep their jobs, they need to um, tick the boxes and show up the way that they're required to. Otherwise, they'll be ostracized and basically seen on the outside. Um, however, I think much like with myself, when, when I got to that place, I couldn't wear the masks any longer. I had learned to uh, rely on knowing who I, who I am, integrating my values and being within integrity within that. And I couldn't wear the masks any longer. And it was a call um, that I think all leaders need to get to, where they decide whether they are prepared to sell their soul 
um, for silence or speak their, their truth. And there's a way to do that. You know, we can speak our truths. And that's why I think conversational intelligence is so powerful. Um, you know, it comes alongside our emotional intelligence to be able to actually communicate authentically what's really going on, what it is that we see and think. Um, and even the hardest, most toxic leaders can actually have those conversations if we know how. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, a lot of organizations that I come across uh, have a control theme in the in the culture. And um, this kind of compliance value system really strips away discretion and courage and uh, all these things that we're talking about. If a, a leader is working on becoming courageous and they're doing things differently, what can they do to help bring their employees along on this journey? Because it's not a singular journey, it's a team journey and they need to respond <laughs> to the changes and not sit back and say, oh, you know what, this looks kind of, I'm skeptical about this because, you know, where's this all coming from? Where's this going? Oh, it's not going to last. Like that kind of attitude can uh, start to, uh, you know, emerge. So what can the, the, the courageous leader do to help the team to buy into and really move to courage as well? That's a very good question, because when I go into organizations, I rarely work with the individuals unless there's a buy-in from top leadership, because it becomes a very, very difficult journey for courageous leaders who are really on this journey to actually find a voice, be able to speak out um, if the system that they're in doesn't allow it. Um, and I think it's, it's a journey that that they should try and take together where they're learning the um, and understanding what's going on for each one of them. I know you work a lot more with systems. I'm having that whole world opened to me as I walk a journey with you. Um, so you could bring a whole lot of depth to that because I've done a lot more of the personal work with teams and I've now realized the value of bringing in the system along with that. Um, but I do believe that being on a, on a journey, firstly individually and then as a team is absolutely powerful because you learn to speak the same language, you learn to pull back the layers simultaneously, the vulnerability steps in, and of course, everybody's at a different place at a different time, but it gives people a language to mm. try and understand and to bring about the transparency, the openness and the honesty around where it is that they find themselves so that they can learn to actually express what's going on. Um, and I think that's a big thing that I find in, in corporate teams, individuals, is that um, there's this need to want to step away from talking emotion, talking about what's really going on. And I've learned that um, it's the most profound tool that any leader can possess is to be able to tap in and understand and utilize the wisdom and bring it forward as a strategic resource within their um, internal system and their teams to be able to bring the change that they seek. You know, courageous leader, leadership is tough. It's, you, it's confronting yourself uh, and then confronting yourself so you can confront some difficult situations around you. And so, you know, people will be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, from your perspective, what, 
why should they do this? Why should they become a courageous leader? I mean, and, and go through the pain of looking at themselves and the discomfort. Like, why should they go through that? So the first um, answer that comes up for me is because they're going to find freedom. That freedom of being who they are, that peace that everybody is looking for, that peace that, that just brings alignment when you know that you know that you know that you're in alignment with yourself, you're living your values, um, and you're leading from that place makes all the difference. Um, you know, when we talk about effectiveness, we talk about quality of life, we talk about well-being and um, relationships. It lies at the core of all of that. The minute you become integrated with yourself, you're going to see a huge increase um, in your success and your fulfillment in each one of those areas. Mm -hmm. As a final question, if you were to leave uh, the audience, my audience, with a one thing that they should remember and, and try to implement as a courageous leader, what would that be? What would that advice be? Best advice. Before you make any decision in life, check in as to how that serves you. Now, I know that that may be be a crazy thing to throw out there. But I really believe that when we take care of ourselves first and foremost, and we look after who we are, we can actually serve others better. I find that most leaders are out there pleasing, controlling, um, and doing the things that actually take them away from themselves. And if they could make decisions based on what was good for them as leader, and the circumstances that they find themselves in, I believe the difference would uh, be palpable for them. You know, there's some leaders who um, do that already, but from a different perspective, perhaps they're highly political or they're ambitious, so they do look out for themselves first. What would you say to them? I think that um, the type of looking out for yourself first um, is not a a hidden agenda type looking out for yourself. It's really from a place of authenticity. It's looking after yourself, making the right decisions, because when you do that, um, everybody else is actually free to be who they are. So it's not driving agendas. It's not um, about being the best or um, stepping on people to get to where you want to be. That's not the type of checking in with yourself first. I'm talking about really making decisions that you know are good for you. Because I think way too many of us are always worried about um, the extrinsic motivation that drives um, a lot of our thinking. And I think when we can function from an intrinsic space um, and really know um, who we are, what we need, um, it makes an enormous difference. And I know that that may have been a very strange thing for me to go to, um, <laughs> but I have found that when you know yourself and you can make decisions from that, it changes everything. Even as leaders, we allow those that we lead to be um, and to do things way more than we could ever imagine for our own lives. And I think that's where real leaders step into their own. Mm -hmm. So with that powerful close, <laughs> I would I'd like to thank you, Sharon, 
for engaging with me and my audience. Your insights will certainly help all of us to create uh, or to become uh, a healthy form of a courageous leader. <laughs> so this has been Yvette Bethel and Sharon Deal. And you can learn more about Sharon at, if you can uh, share with your website. Whoamifoundation.co.ca. Thank you, Yvette. Ah, whoamifoundation.co.z or Z-A. Thank you for taking the time to join us at Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. And join our network of vibrant leaders who are challenging the leadership program or paradigm while learning and creating impact. For more information, check out our informational webpage at ifbnetwork.co. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Join our vibrant network of leaders who are challenging the leadership paradigm in an innovative learning and impact network. Check out our webpage at ifbnetwork.co to learn more about and join our exciting ecosystem of high-performing leaders.